Welcome to BuildCast, a podcast brought to you by BCG Digital Ventures. Each episode, we sit down with CEOs, entrepreneurs, designers, and engineers with a diverse set of backgrounds. The one thing they have in common? A desire to build. We ask what gets them out of bed in the morning, about the challenges they've faced, and what they're excited to build next. My name is Sam Diamond. I work for BCG Digital Ventures. For this episode, we have Arn Roller. Arn is a managing director and partner here at BCG Digital Ventures, where he works on industrial goods and healthcare primarily. And before that, he was CEO at Parship. Welcome, Arn. Thank you very much. Good morning. So we also uh, we always start off with uh, one question here on Buildcast, and that is, what was the first thing that you built? The very first thing in my life. The I very first think, thing. Um, bizarrely tall Lego towers with the only aim to let them crash at a certain moment in time. But I did that with a passion. Yes, indeed. Mm -hmm. Big competition with with my sister for many years in a way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So then in school or in university was was kind of building things, something that you always kind of stuck at. What was the kind of first maybe entrepreneurial project that you you kind of set? Well, the first entrepreneurial project was uh, my uncle uh, used to be in the jewelry space. So they had some leftover jewelry thing that was pretty cheap. And I got really big into the flea market world and kind of uh, raw material intake at zero and then trying to sell as much as I possibly can. That was not really building a business, but it was hugely, well, by my standards, at 13, 14 years old, that was a cool, cool, profitable business. Wow. So you really have, you did start early on this kind of uh, I always loved selling. I always loved creating things in the kind of thing that whatever I built, can I please build something that stays something that has an impact and if it was at 13 or 14 there was no vision of me i just needed the money i wanted the money and i had the opportunity to do so um when it comes to create a technical complex solution i'm not a good guy at this i'm really interested in creating a business rather than a solution that's why i'm so happy to work here because i have so many people around me that are very good in technical solutions i have more this general impact thing in mind and i need people around me that can actually help me can implement a vision that i have in my head sure so would you say that's really where your your strength is so you maybe there's an existing product or a technical solution and you really look at the market and see where where there's money to be made i don't even need a technical solution um to me digital is a means to an end Uh, i do work in a company called bcg digital ventures but in the end to me it's bcg ventures and business built and uh, right now, the best solution to do it is digital. That's the way that I think. So um, whenever we can build a business that can use digital in order to scale faster or get to their customers better or understand them better, that's what I'm getting excited. So um, any opportunity to build something that stays and is meaningful and makes a difference, that's cool, regardless of how. Sure, sure. Um, so maybe let's take a step back. So did you? where did you go to university? In a German town called Nuremberg, um, south of Germany. And again, I did business administration because I'm a, a typical generalist. I'm interested in many, many things, but I don't really want to go very deep. Um, I had friends of mine who knew at the age of 18 they want to become a chartered accountant. I had no idea what I wanted to become at 18 other than, well, maybe successful, but... 
I had no idea why I should become successful with what. So I was always trying to learn from others, gather people around me, and maybe also in a way kind of group a team of people rather than, oh, yeah, I know it all and I will study everything and then I'm the one that builds all of this. has never crossed my mind that I should do things by myself and build them. Always in how can we orchestrate a team. Sure, sure. Um, so you graduated from university. Uh, what was your first kind of real entrepreneurial experience where you thought, okay, re I'm really building a company now. This is kind of mm. where it's at. I joined uh, Battlesman um, as an executive assistant to the uh, board. And so I was flying around in their private jets and do, did all this kind of writing all the slides for them and kind of doing minutes, what an assistant does. And um, one of the board pushed me into a company called BOL in the Netherlands is pretty big as ball.com. But um, BOL was Battlesman Online. That was the um, defensive move of Battlesman against Amazon. And that was a really big company built. Did I build the company? No, I was a little jigsaw puzzle piece in a very large thing that in the end failed miserably in Germany and many other countries. But it was a really big orchestration on built. Sure. So I guess that's a kind of early point at which to be getting into to digital. But was that an exciting opportunity to, to be there so, so it was early? pure luck. Uh, the, the executive board member at the time said, well, Arndt, I really think you are a digital guy. I mean, I had no idea that I was a digital guy. Um, I had hardly discovered the world of emails at that stage. But I think what he meant was you have an entrepreneurial angle to you. You want to create things. And that is why you probably write. Certainly, he had not referred to my technical skills. Uh, no way, because there were no. So that's how I was thrown into this. Luckily, um, the internet uh, was really paying off. I did this in 1997, so like 100 years ago. And there was a time when everybody told me, and that was in 2001, the internet is over. So I was. it was pure luck that I was asked or basically forced in this kind of thing to kind of build and that there was a consistent scheme of learning about digital really paid off. It could have been that the naysayers were right, and in 2001, the internet would have been over. Nice thought, actually. And when the internet <laughs> would have been over, there's no internet, so we, we built other stuff. Sure, sure. Um, so I guess back, back then, the internet was a lot different. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm yes. guessing, it, yeah, it looked very, very different. Actually, I remember myself, it was very different. Um, I'm guessing it still offered some of the same um, like possibilities and opportunities than it does now. But mm -hmm. I was wondering if you could maybe touch on the on the differences between back then and, and now, maybe in terms mm. of like competition, because obviously every business now is kind of a digital business or should be. Yes. I mean, at the time, it was very clear when you build a digital business, you were kind of crazy. Um, early 2000s, it was all about you build a business because you don't really want to do a proper job. That kind of which is complete bullshit, of course, because, I mean, building these companies at the time was super hard. Now everybody has an incubator in their corporate, and of course you do something digital. At the time, it was kind of regarded as slightly weird. I remember the Zamba brothers in Germany. Um, when they started Jamba, everybody looked at them, you must be out of your minds. Um, so that has clearly changed. The second thing that has changed is that at the time, because it was so early and nobody really believed in it, you had complete playing field. Nobody was around. So everybody jumped on consumer-based businesses, B2C, business to consumer. And anything that you could do with a good website and kind of an 
an idea of how to differentiate, all of a sudden you were really meaningful. Think of Autoscout, mobility in Germany. <clears throat> Again, pretty simple ideas like, like Amazon. They all were in tough competition at the time, but really quickly, within three, six months, you knew who the winner would become. And uh, you, you could take it from there. Today, the world in a way is much easier on the technology side. But because it is so easy, you need to think so much harder about what really adds value in the time of a billion apps. Sure, sure. Um, so I guess maybe after, you know, in the, in the mid 2000s, we're talking kind of like after the, the dot com bubble. Mm -hmm. um, what kind of opportunities did you did you find there? Hmm. I mean, the one opportunity that uh, I found, well, I didn't find it really, I was asked to join was online dating. And now online dating, if you want to really think about something that is considered or was considered sleazy at the time, it was online dating. Now, an opportunity that was really narrow at the time was, well, now, can we not think about online dating about long-term relationships? And let's use a psychological test. What? Mm -hmm. A psychological test, and that matches men with women, like a completely bizarre proposition. Without digital, very difficult to imagine. Um, and why don't you make it fly? So, so I was not sitting there thinking like Jeff Bezos, oh, this is the world and this is how I see it. But I was opportunistic. I was thrown into an opportunity. I was trying to make the most out of it. And luckily, this bizarre concept with a bit of shaping really started to fly. Um, and that probably isn't very different from, from, from today. Um, if, if you are thrown into a kind of weird concept, better, better see where the real value is. And if you don't do this, you can be as good a builder as, as ever. You will never, never succeed. So it's all about this beginning and getting it right. Sure, sure. Um, so I'm guessing when you when you launched, what was the what did the traction look like? Was it this kind of hockey stick where the product market fit was was so mm. so so good that it, it kind of launched straight away, or, or what was the kind of growth trajectory? I joined Parship when I was two years old, and uh, it had a nice kind of development, but it wasn't really flying. Um, and that was because there were too many things that were actually distracting from what people wanted. So. So the one thing that I was trying to do is to kind of really focus on the things that consumers wanted with, at the time, limited knowledge of what they wanted. So we were just trying and testing. And one of the things um, that I've learned in my 20 years in building companies, when you change stuff on your product and you have something that you think is meaningful and you implement it and over the next 14 days, there is no meaningful change. It's not going to come in six or eight weeks. Either it comes in the first 14 days or it's not going to come at all. And that to me has always been a really good test because all of us know all the reasons why your change just didn't really work that well. And because it, it, it wasn't finished completely, there were little mistakes, doesn't matter. If it's, if it's the, the right thing that consumers want and you get it right 80%, things will scale immediately. And then you might have some problems. If you work on stuff that is, um, that, is, that is completely the right thing that people want, you see the results immediately. Right, right. So you, were, you kind of led the parship ship for uh, a, few, a few years. <laughs> yeah, thank, uh, thanks for that. I've been hearing these, these jokes forever. No, <laughs> I've been basically um, 
I joined Parship uh, when it was roughly two years old, and I then led it as CEO. Um, I also had shares in the company. I put my entire money into this, so so it better be be flying. Um, and I joined, and I was in the company for seven years, so a pretty long time by by the internet standards. And then in 2010, I left and uh, sold my sold my shares, and 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 then built several other businesses that were not as successful as Parship, but they were pretty pretty okay. Right, right. And then that eventually led you here, here to uh, BCG Digital Ventures, where Ooh. we build kind of multiple <laughs> ventures for for different corporate partners. Um, what what do you think you've learned from your career, maybe at Parship or before, or from your other ventures mm-hmm. that, that serves you well here? Something that I've learned at DV, and that I didn't really apply that well in my previous career, was this this total customer dedication, this re- what we call ethnographic research, this spending a lot of time really understanding, not the superficial, yeah, this is what I, what is interesting, what what is behind, what we call latent needs. That is something that DV has taught me and the incredible impact that has on, on building and de-risking stuff. Um, what I've brought here, and I'm trying my best to really kind of live it here as much as I can, is building companies in digital, which require very different skill sets, is all about building a team. And one of my strengths, hopefully, is that I can lead these teams. But I will never be capable of fulfilling all the different capabilities myself. And quite a few people that are very capable, I think, in digital fail because they just don't recognize that it's all about the team effort. And um, that's what I also love about BCG's one BCG approach in terms of I'm currently on a big business built with a DV team from Berlin, um, BCG Operational Excellence, and BCG EPI. And only because we, we can orchestrate the strengths of these areas towards one build, this thing is really flying. Sure, sure. Um, so industrial goods and healthcare, both sectors which have seen a lot of uh, digital action, should we say, over the mm-hmm. last few years, especially healthcare. Um, what, what do you see as the main kind of potential for digital growth in these sectors, maybe in the next few years? Um, and honestly, industry, um, uh, healthcare, I mean, they all get completely uh, impacted by uh, by digital. I mean, healthcare, I could go on forever about this, but it's basically data. If you want the better treatment for your patients and you have data that you can really use in a meaningful way, digital is the perfect tool and the opportunities for those companies, doctors, um, organizations that engage in this, they are endless and they are wonderful because it's not only about building businesses, it's really about empowering patients to have the better treatment. And in industrial space, same. Th- I mean, basically all the areas we cover at BCG, um, there's so much opportunity based on data and on being able to build product really quickly that has an opportunity to scale globally um, as long as you get it right in the beginning. So, I mean, to me, that is completely uh, great. And also, I think for the next five to 10 years, there is endless opportunity to continue to build great things. Sure. And when you're thinking about kind of the opportunities that exist in these spaces, like what, where do you start? Like, where do you start with a business idea? Like, is that something where you look at the market and say, hey, there's a really big hold here. There's a, mm. there's a really big need that people are looking for. Um, or maybe you think about a solution that, that could work or, or how, how do you think about it? 
I do try to read as much as I can about other people's businesses and other companies, and I try to read as much as I can about digital technologies so that I really understand what is going on. But the most important thing is we don't work for industries in general, but we work for individual companies. And these companies have customers, and these customers have needs. And to me, the best recipe for success is always start with those needs. And then, but only then, once you've really understood those needs, think digital in terms of, okay, so what can I really do now with digital tools, digital technology? Not the other way around. Don't think blockchain and now find customers that want it. Think customers and maybe blockchain is a cool technology. But that is, is different and that is why so many people in technology fields fail when they build. They get excited about technology but they really lack the focus on what does it mean for me. Sure. Uh, and I guess, yeah, to, to wrap things up, um, f- throughout your career, um, what, what do you think is the main thing that served you really well, the main thing that you've learned um, that has in- enabled you to succeed? A respect for other people's talents because my own are very much about being a generalist. A generalist is kind of, sounds kind of cool, but in the way it means you can't really do anything right. Uh, or like deeply. So uh, that respect has helped me to kind of uh, find people that actually want to work with me. And if you want to build successfully and you find yourself pretty lonely because nobody wants to work with you, you will never succeed. So whoever wants to build something, wherever, privately, personally, business-wise, check whether you have something meaningful to build and find the people around you that can actually help you build the product. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Okay, fantastic. Thank you so much for your time. It's been a great conversation. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for listening. For more information about BCG Digital Ventures, find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, or Instagram. And stay tuned for more episodes of Buildcast. Buildcast.